Hey, everybody. My name's John. I'm Bob. He's Bye. They're Butch. And together we are the Butch and the Bye. This is the Butch and the Bye, the podcast. Episode 101. Like the Dalmatians. Exactly. We're like dogs. Sad (laughs) and often put down by ourselves. The dog eat dog world out here, Bob. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, yeah, we we maybe will have something up that will make this make a little more sense, mm-hmm. or not. Who knows? Fun yeah. experimenting time. Um, important updates in the life of a butch in the by. After being publicly called out, we have a microwave now. Yes, you will all be glad to know if you uh, are one of the cast members of the 100th episode uh, that. The Butch and the Buy now officially have a microwave, uh, not as like merch or anything, but just like <laughs> <laughs> just like in our kitchen. So thanks, Sandy Merrick, uh, for digging it out of storage. Um, yeah, we had an inter- we had a nice weekend this weekend. Bob, yeah. we, we went to the Improv Jam at Arcade Comedy Theater. Yeah, Improv Jam, well-known strangers hosting. Yes. Our good fa- uh, friend Faustina was in town uh, doing his tour of America. <laughs> for like improv stuff uh and he tickled the piano keys uh he was also at our 100th episode uh we adore Mm -hmm. him uh and there were other people at our 100th episode that were amazing wonderful people uh some of which that haven't been on the podcast which is a crying shame which is why today we're here to announce something very official if you didn't watch the 100th episode um is that every fifth episode we'll be having a guest and we should be talking to krista soon about when to have her come back and do her thing um so yeah well it'll be the same format we'll watch a movie uh but this time with someone and then we'll immediately drag them upstairs to our dungeon i mean studio to make them talk to us about it so that will be a lot of fun bob what else did we do on friday night we went and saw a movie well okay first off we went to the harris Mm -hmm. which is downtown pittsburgh's only movie theater uh, as of right now, the one in Southside shut down during the pandemic. We can't say it because we'll get words uh, <laughs> from me in the editing bay. Um, but yeah, we went to see a movie at the Harris Theater. Beautiful theater. Uh, it's a single screen theater. It's actually uh, the operations manager is the same guy I worked for uh, during my uh, my little stint at Hollywood Theater in Dormont when it uh, was not the way it is now in the before times in the before times is the is the polite way to put it i don't need to be polite about it but i'm going to be (laughs) um but yeah we went and saw a movie called resurrection his his call okay Uh, the trailer looked interesting oh yeah the the trailer very much looked like the sort of thing you're into like it is a psychological drama horror um yeah with some extra weird whipped cream on top it's okay so first off this movie uh is directed and written by andrew siemens which now that i'm looking at his name makes sense (laughs) uh it starred rebecca hall tim roth grace kaufman michael esper angela wong carbone and jamie uh zivalos zavalos that person was a driver. I want. It's a very small cast. Uh, it's a beautifully shot film. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the 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 biggest thing it has going for it is uh, the second biggest thing. The first biggest thing is the performances. 
for as weird as this movie gets, they are some stellar performances. And Rebecca Hall is carrying that entire movie on her back um, and doing an excellent job. And the cinematography is some of the most realistic cinematography, like one to one. Like I was watching that movie and being like, my eyeballs have seen this exact lighting, this exact quality, this exact like just. Yeah, it was very real. And it was, and I think that helped with the visceralness of some of it. Yeah. So this is, this is a concept that, if done poorly, is the sort of thing that would just get panned. Mm-hmm. But it's done so well. The technical side of everything is done, just so extremely well for a very very small budget movie. Uh, let's see here. It had a. Does it have the? Do, 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 do. Oh, it doesn't say yet. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I will find that out. Uh, but yeah, it's it had the chance of not going uh, that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it could have easily been like a college student film um, with the premise. So basically, we're following this Margaret. woman, Margaret, woman, this woman, Margaret, Margaret, the woman, uh, which, by the way, I've had a crush on Rebecca Hall since Iron Man 3. She plays the villain that was supposed to be the main villain, but Ike Perlmutter's sexist, and so she didn't, um, because lady toys don't sell. Mm-hmm. I guess I should clarify, lady toys don't sell to kids, um, and when I say lady toys, I mean toys of girls, not lady toys. I'm making a dildo joke here, Bob. Yeah, no, I, I could tell. Oh, I'm Although, just... if you're going to say lady toys, dildo's not the... Pre- one. What's the what would be the primary one? I mean, just saying a vibrator. Oh, a non vibrating dildo is what? not the most exciting thing. No, that can't be right. Everybody knows that the dildo is the best. Are you telling me that that's not the best one? Are you telling me there are other parts that need attention that maybe that's not the best tool for? This is the fun part about videos. <laughs> Make Bob blush. Um, okay, did we just get into the weird? Yeah. Okay. So, so the movie that basically Margaret suffered some extreme abuse and specifically gaslighting at the hands Stockholm syndrome. I think yeah. this is one of the most clear cut cases of Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome. But, in movies. but it also very clearly is like explaining that the, it's the sort of gaslighting where it's like he. Um, he told her things and she came to believe them. That's part yeah. of the abuse is like that a, she's like, is I that Munchausers. What's the medical Munchausens Munchausen. Yeah. It's basically like she's hearing things that he's encouraging her to hear um, when yeah, she's 19. He's, yeah. He's suggest he's, he's using a very suggestive manipulation. Yeah. It's, it's a, so her parents are, what was they researchers or something? Yeah, and this they, was a fellow researcher at this facility mm-hmm. upstate that they were at. And uh, he's played by Tim Roth. Great performance mm-hmm. of one of the weirdest villains I've ever seen in a horror movie. If we're calling that this. Uh, psychological psycholo- thriller. Yeah, psychological thriller. It's weird because there's, so there's, so there's a couple parts of this that make this truly weird. So the whole thing is that she had a kid with him. Um, and 
she feels guilt about the uh oh i guess we have to really a trigger warning for this episode we so are talking trigger about warning. yeah trigger warning in general for a lot of like just grotesque uh stuff but more specifically uh relating to uh child um you know at n- not not making it past the childhood phase kind of thing i'm trying to word this in a way that's not <laughs> the worst infanticide Sure. Yeah, I was thinking of ways that are uh, less. It's it's upsetting. If you it's upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. So giant trigger warning for this yeah. movie. He's he's a sadist. Oh, I don't I don't know. I think he he makes her do all these things to prove how much she can take how strong she yes, is she has to do kindnesses <laughs> yeah it's so unsettling so it does all these things to basically like puts her in a lot of pain and it's that's what he gets out of it, it, it well yeah and it encourages his position of power yeah. over her it's very and it's very weird things too it's all it's not all of them appear to have been sexual like clearly oh, that was implied yeah. there were some but there were a lot that were just really weird um and we cut about what 20 years later it's 22 years since... 22 years. And she has a daughter who's 18 now. She's about to go off to college. And she has a job. And she's seemingly successful. And uh, she has a boyfriend who is married. And everything's going fine. And then she starts seeing this guy uh, at various places. And the more that unrolls, the more we get about their backstory. And specifically the fact that they had a child. And then when she was instructed to go, I think, grocery shopping or something. She, she was instructed to go shopping or something. Uh, he killed the child. Yeah. And he he forbade her from from giving birth. Of course, that's not because he didn't want to be usurped. And, mm-hmm. and she obviously loved the baby more than him because that's often how it goes because, you know, that's an important bond. Also, her backstory is given in an eight-minute uncut monologue yeah. Of just Rebecca Hall, absolutely. Every now and then, I would like blink and be like, "Wait, this is still the same shot. They haven't cut away. This is one thing." Like I become aware of it again mm-hmm. because I'm trying to watch this with having awareness. But also, I feel like I could have just got sucked into that and just lived in that. It's brutal. Um, the intern's reaction at the end mm-hmm. of it when she's like, "Because the intern's like, are you okay? Like, what's wrong?" And then she just unfolds all of this, mm-hmm. and it's beautifully performed uh and then at the end of it the intern's just like uh, uh, is this a test what is going on and margaret has to just be which was such this moment of like people will ask you how you're doing and you're like you're not ready for my trauma and when you actually do share it that idea is reinforced which is part of like you can see in the intern's reaction it's like part of her being almost um not justified, but feeling vindicated, like, yeah, this is why I haven't gone to therapy in all this time, because this is such insanity, and I know it's insane and sounds horrible. Specifically, that the thing he decided to control her with was saying that he had eaten up her son, Ben, yes. and that he lived, now Ben lived in his belly, yeah. and she, she heard he was alive, and that she couldn't leave because then she'd be leaving him. Yeah, it's really... It's a really disturbing tactic weapon. Uh, it sounds so... if you even if you're not watching, it's like I know it sounds absurd. Tim Roth makes it the scariest thing. Mm-hmm. It is the way, yeah, like Josh, like cinematography, lighting, the way that Tim Roth is. It is 
horrifying. He's grabbing his belly as though he is ha- is with child, and he's encouraging her to at points like listen and 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 feel, feel for them. a kick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so so that that in and of itself is unsettling. And again, this movie is a masterclass in cinematography. There's nothing else to say about it, but it's just so beautiful. Um, there's a scene where she wakes up from a nightmare, but the nightmare is she opens up an oven. She's hearing a baby crying. She opens up an oven and there is very clearly kind of a doll of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's definitely not the most realistic looking special effect, yeah. but it's, it's a baby that's a, a chart, a little bit chart. Um, and that was unsettling. We're like, Oh, that's going to hopefully be the extent of that nightmare. <laughs> um, there's a scene later on in the movie where, so she finally started to confront Tim Roth directly and uh, increasingly more tense. Like, this movie is a very slow burn. And like when I say slow burn, it's not till I was looking at the time. It wasn't till the last 15 minutes that things started to actually start to like pop off is such a weird way to put it. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, it's this slow, he breaks down her psyche to the point where she has driven away her daughter. She has driven away her partner she has been missing work for like over a week and she finally um you know she she has a gun and she's ready to go shoot him she finds out where he hangs out there's a confrontation there and he re re-encourages her to start uh, doing kindnesses if he wants if she wants to save her daughter and she starts to do them it's just very you know it, it's a very slow build up and then she goes to meet him at this hotel where He's like, meet me here so we can just start over. So you can spend some time with your son. Yeah. And so she goes and what starts out is just a really weird, like, like she hears the baby crying and, and it's, it's just so uncomfortable to watch. And then it's revealed that she has uh, a couple of knives that she's created, created little duct tape sleeves for. Um, and there's, there's a bit of a tussle, a bit of a fight. And then she gets the upper hand eventually, and she guts him. And inside of the body cavity is the child, which was weird in and of itself. I thought, okay, this is going to be another nightmare sequence. This is going to be a a hallucination of sorts. And the end of the movie is her in her apartment, holding Ben, holding her baby. And her daughter is now home, helping her care for the baby and and offering to hold the baby and she picks up the baby and the movie ends the movie ends zooming in on margaret smiling and then the smiling fading away and then giving the little shuddering gasp that she's done a few times before but that is where it ends yeah it's we're really given no clarification as to what the hell happened um it's just so it was we were we literally walked out of the movie theater with a headache because mm-hmm. we were trying so hard to just figure out where it was going and and endure the like nightmarish stuff that was it, it, Tim Roth is menacing um and I I applaud his ability to do that role because it was it was a lot this movie was a lot was so much i this movie exists in the same part of my brain now as snowpiercer which is a Mm. movie i've watched once i will never watch it again and it will haunt me viscerally for the rest of my life because it's just so upsetting (laughs) but i also we we watched it then we're waiting for the jam to start and i was just like 
I was just going through my phone being like, peeps, I need to know what other people think about this immediately. And like, obviously there's all these reviews like, to say any more would be spoilers. I'm like, no, I need you to talk about the baby in the stomach. I yeah. need you to, I need you to just to explain what you think because cuz now I've been mulling mulling over this movie for the whole weekend in my head and I think it's very good and kind of I I want to hear someone who is like a person who knows a lot of stuff about abuse talk about the ways that this illustrates things that I feel like how insane it made me feel is how insane you feel as a victim of abuse yeah. and like that difficulty holding on to reality when you are gaslit so hard is like, like I feel that, but also part of me is still kind of in your camp of just like, what was this movie? Yeah. I, and that thing too is I definitely, when we first walked out, I'm like, okay, that ending was so weird. It ruined the entire movie just, just for like a moment. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, no, this was, this was an effective psychological thriller. This does exactly what a psychological thriller is supposed to do. It's supposed to make you question the reality of the movie you just watched. It is supposed to endear you to your protagonists. It is supposed to make you the most disgusted you could be in a antagonist that's not... It's He's got this charm to him, right? He's got that silver tongue that abusers and manipulators often have. So they think they have sometimes. Yeah. And he's... He's also like, he's Tim Roth. He's like charming, but he's also not like so like. He, he's handsome, but in a very menace. He has the yeah. Kilgrave. Yes. He yes. Has, that was what I was thinking. He would be an so excellent Kilgrave. Yeah, no, he's interesting in Incredible Hulk, which we'll watch at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, because that was once, once she, when we got into the monologue of her talking about how he abused her, I was like, oh, this is very Kilgrave. And I was just thinking about that, of that like that specific type of really menacing and like her talking about how he endeared himself to her parents and like did all of that so well. And that's just like, yeah. So that was that was my vibe. It was just someone I I am as upset about this movie as I am like about that season of Jessica Jones is yeah. just like you want so badly to protect this woman from this horrible man. And she's trying so hard to fight him as okay in some ways but can't fully that's that was that was the thing with the ending for me was just like well i guess she did kill him at least there was that she whatever whether whatever else but everything else after it's just you don't know did she actually get her daughter back like what it and there's there's a bunch of bottles of pills on the table next to her so it's like is she off her meds kind of thing is it it's yeah there's i i will be curious to see whenever there's more like interviews talking about the movie um, I especially want to hear from Rebecca Hall and Tim Roth as far as like, cause like I, how do you get into those roles? Like, I, I honestly think they both equally had just a mountainous task of making these characters believable because they're extremely believable. These characters and this story has the potential to be very unrealistic, very cartoony, very uh, just, just not believable and these two actors i i think the rest of the cast for as small as it is does do a decent job like the daughter is a very good younger actor and um the partner's not really in it all that much but when he is he's good but like rebecca hall and tim roth really carry this movie and rebecca hall just there's a lot of scenes where it's just her and the camera and there's a lot of scenes where her there's a lot of physical stuff uh, one of the kindnesses she has to start doing is to walk home barefoot walk to, and, walk from to and from work barefoot yeah and she just 
you know, all that stuff. There's the scene where she's at this conference the first time she sees him and she freaks out because there was an incident with her daughter and she leaves the conference and runs home the full way. And I think this takes place in, is it New York? I know it's definitely in America because they met in Canada and she ran away to America to try and get away. Yeah, from it's it's a it's a large populous city. It's a, it's a metropolis type city. Um, and she's just drenched in sweat and like she looks like she just ran five, ten miles to get home kind of thing. It, it's really. Yeah, it's just a really well done movie. Um, And yeah, the Harris screen was great for it. Um, There was the slight issue of we were sitting right by the back door and I worked at a movie. I worked at a small screen movie theater. I know what it's like waiting for a movie to be over at the small screen movie theater. Um, You may, if you're listening to this, you may want to encourage headphones for your phones or keep the volume at a level that can't be heard from the theater. Mm -hmm. because it was also very distracting to me to try to stay focused but otherwise um staff was great they got us in real quick because we were running late and uh yeah so i don't do you do you have any other thoughts on this movie bob the when she finds the package with her initial on it and she opens it and i knew instantly when i saw the little bit of fabric what it was and i think it took you a little bit to realize but he's kept the baby quilt and he like gives it to her as another manipulation thing and it's just well and it's clearly like blood soaked i you know what it was i didn't realize what it was when she was digging in his drawers but when she got it i knew what it was mm. kind of thing it was just the initial like the, the hell is that i thought it was going to be wrapping something um but yeah it was very much like caked in dried blood that's what all those brown stains were mm. At least that's the way I read into that. Maybe that's not what that implication was supposed to be, but. I didn't see that. I don't know what I, if I was just just so lost in her absolute mm. heartbreak. That hotel owner. or That was such a weird. He, what a weird thing. Yeah, just coming up and screaming at her, get out. I was trying to figure out what that. That maybe was. he paid her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was very weird. That's one of the I think that's one of the weaker parts of the movie is just the the interaction with the hotel worker. I think that's the like and maybe that's supposed to be something like I feel like yeah, like something about like also her talking to the cop and trying to explain and that was so that was so upsetting. I'm just be like we can't really do anything. He call if it gets worse and she's like yeah, if I get, like just that same fear everyone feels is like, well, he's he is keeping mostly to himself, but he's in the same he's areas. He's doing just enough to not be doing anything illegal. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's... Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. It, <laughs> this is a very upsetting movie for a lot of reasons. Very well done. I will never watch it again. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, it is intriguing. The performances are great. I think my favorite part is the cinematography. I think I... I mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... Yeah. I'm about to yawn. Oh, no. Oh, God. It's also a thing with videos is mm-hmm. see how much we are. Well, no, to be fair, the good thing is uh, is when I do need to do a cut in video, I can uh, just toss up like a picture of the movie, like a, a still mm. or something. True. So there's that. Or. Zoom in on one of our faces while the other does something embarrassing. Exactly. Yeah, there we go. Um. Great. Well, that's that's our 
we're having a very short episode this mm. week because last week's episode was a lot. Um, and this movie was a lot. And Yeah, I, I think originally we were going to do Nope first, but we realized Nope literally just came out. Um, and I think we're coming to terms with the fact that while we like going to the movies right away and seeing something and putting something out, a lot of people that listen to our show currently don't do that. Um, so I think we are going to be scheduling those episodes out a little bit further of just like maybe an extra week or two after release. So the people that do enjoy keeping up with movies like we do can still stay up to date with us if they would like to. Uh, that being said, to stay up to date with us, you can go to www.thebutchandthebite.com. That's A-N-D, not ampersand, because the internet does not like ampersands. Bob's little head shake thing they just gave to that was adorable. Um, and yeah, that's where you can find all the social media links. You can check out the link to our 100th episode. We did the whole video. It's it's on video. It was great. Again, we can't thank the guests enough. Tyler Ray Kendrick, uh, Krista Brooke, Katie Tarara. Uh, Gladys Jelks and uh, the ghost of Brian Adams. He's not dead. He's not dead. Uh, which I don't. Will this have the newer? Ver- I don't think this will have the newer version of the intro because he hasn't gotten me a final version of it. But we will have a new version of the intro soon, so that'll be fun. Um, right, go check out a small frog art. Do that. Mm. There's stuff. There's things. The the Patreon this month's what a little bee. Last month was a little. Last bee. month was a little bee. You missed the little bee. You can get. Oh babies. yeah, what's what's this month? This month is a little cow. <laughs> oh okay, was that the one that won? Yeah, it was the one that won. Cool. There we go. Yeah. Go get a cow. Um, great. Thanks. Bye. Butch.